0: Welcome to your Big Buck Legends one on one podcast. All right, here we go. Presented by Kindred Digital, Toy Production Services, and Big Buck Country 1015. All right, I'm listening. Each show, we'll sit down and go one on one with the country music legends. And from time to time, we'll introduce you to the future legends as well. Pour your favorite drink and sit back and enjoy your Big Buck Legends one on one podcast. All right, I think all the levels are set. Let's go! Let's go! Here's your host, Jason Toy. Hey, everybody, I'm Jason Toy from
1: Big Buck Country 101.5. Uh, we are your home for the legends of country and real country music as well. And I'd like to welcome you to our first Legends one-on-one podcast. And with this series, we're going to kind of bring you a little closer to some of the legends of country music and, and soon-to-be legends. Might even have sports legends as well, but uh, definitely love to bring the, the one-on-one aspect uh, when it comes to sitting down with the legends. And a lot of what we'll do here will be with the country legends. So we're looking forward to bringing you a great series here. It's been a labor of love, love putting this thing together. And hopefully you folks like it out there as well and uh, continue to subscribe to it and listen to us and give us feedback as well. We'd love to hear from you and you'll be able to hear that a little bit later on. So. Thanks for checking in. All right, first episode, we're going to sit down with the great T.G. Shepard. He's got new music out now, new album out now as well, but he's got one of the great storied histories of country music and by far, I believe, should be in the Country Music Hall of Fame. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with T.G. Shepard. You're home for the legends big buck country 1015 and of course also our big buck legends one-on-one podcast as well time for us to check in with uh one of the guys i've had an opportunity to talk to several times and it's always a pleasure to catch up with him because he's definitely staying active we're talking about the great tg shepherd tg how are you buddy
2: hey jace i'm doing good just into my third cup of coffee of the day and that's uh you know, hey, business as usual. Is it still the best part of waking up? You better believe it. I only drink Folgers. <laughs> if, if, if I didn't drink Folgers, they'd drop my contract. So I've gotta, <laughs> But it's good stuff. It's so good stuff.
1: If folks don't remember the history, you were the man behind that jingle.
2: Yeah, back in the early 80s. that, And then, of course, our NASCAR team. Mm-hmm. You know, they sponsored my uh, T.G. Shepard uh, Folgers race team for many years. And then they uh, sponsored the uh, Waking Up Tour that we did, uh, the Farewell Tour for the Judges, and we had Dark Brooks on that tour. and So, yeah, I, my name is kind of synonymous with Folgers Coffee.
1: <laughs> and you talk about the NASCAR team, and I love being able to talk NASCAR with you every time I get a chance to see you, but obviously very successful, uh, great success. So you used to team up with uh, with Rick Hendrick, who uh, is off to a pretty good start to the season for his team, winning back-to-back weeks, and you still stay in contact with him.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still a NASCAR junkie, aren't we all? I oh, mean, yeah. if, if I'm not doing a, a show somewhere on the road, which I haven't been lately, uh, I'm I'm uh, glued to the TV set or at a racetrack somewhere. But yeah, I'm, I was fortunate to be able to be teamed up with uh, Rick Hendrick for a number of years, and then also Jack Rouse, too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in with the with the big boys.
1: Oh yeah, and that's it's. I, I remember when I was younger, and obviously like Tim Richmond, and of course Ken Traden, and of course Mark Martin as well, carrying those Folgers colors for you.
2: Yeah, I tell you, those were those were fun times. You know, uh, Mark Martin was was an incredible driver. Of course, Tim Richmond was too. I mean, mm. we lost him way too early, but man, he was the only one that could go up against Earnhardt and give Earnhardt a run for his money when it come to being aggressive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and two polar opposites, people. You know what I mean? That you have you have Dale Senior oh, yeah. from one side, and Tim Richmond who was flamboyant, loved the nightlife, and everything else on the
2: other side. Hollywood Tim. That's where the movie <laughs> Days of Thunder came from. Was because of Tim. Yep. Uh, Tom Cruise played played the part of Tim Richmond.
1: Yeah, I thought it would, they did a great job with it. Indeed, T.G. Shepard is here with us, talking uh, talking some music, talking a little NASCAR and some racing as well. And of course, his brand new album, Midnight Montgomery, is out there and uh, a single that we've been playing a lot of uh, lately has been "I'm a Song." And we're going to talk more about that with T.G. here in just a bit. But I, before I go anywhere, I got to ask, how's Miss Kelly doing?
2: Miss Kelly is doing fine. She is, uh, gosh. She has a hit song in this national TV commercial called I'm Not Going Anywhere, and it's keeping her pretty busy. Wow. She and I are headed to Texas to do some concerts here in the next few days, so it's good to be able to get back out. And and, and I also want to mention to people, uh, if they want to keep up with my concert schedule, Mm -hmm. uh, then go to com to... uh, our dates are starting to be added, but Kelly's doing great. I'll tell her you ask.
1: Yeah, it's always great to, to see her. And I know, you know, we're just a year separated from when all this started with COVID. What uh, what type of impact did it have on the music industry in general? We know, obviously, couldn't get out touring, but one thing I have noticed, we've gotten a lot more new music here lately.
2: Well, the artists have had a lot of time on their hands to, to do new music, and we're one of those artists. Um, I, 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 I hate that COVID came when it did because there was such a resurgence happening for classic country artists of my era. And, and it looks like it's picking right back up where it left off right now. But um, I, I don't know. It, it, it With me, I'm sad because we have lost a lot of the great venues that were smaller venues that could book classic artists. And uh, they've gone to the wayside. Hopefully they'll be back, but it's a, uh, it reaped havoc on the music industry big time, big time. But I think we're strong enough to recover and and hopefully, uh, hopefully we're on the backside of all this.
1: And, I, and the, I guess the really big impact on the music industry, too, is the road crews. They took the hardest hit, I think, out of all this because some the musicians were able to stay a little busy in the studio, but the road crews really took a hit.
2: Yeah, the road crews and the lighting crews, sound crews, bus leasing companies that... We're used to having hundreds of buses that they own on the road or we're sitting still.
0: Yeah.
2: So it, it's a uh, it's a very, very – it has been a very tough time on the entertainment industry. But as I say, I, I think I think we'll come back, and when we do, it will be stronger than ever.
1: TG Shepherd is here with us, and let's talk about the uh, the album "Midnight in Memphis." This is a, a song, a, an album I know you worked on quite a bit. Uh, "I'm a Song" is a great first single off of this album, as well. And I, uh, you and I talked about this before. I think it, it's a unique perspective on a, having a song from the song's perspective. You know, what I mean, how <laughs> take us through it?
2: Well, you know, it was it was so appropriate, uh, Jace, to to come with the song right now because. It's been not only a crushing year for COVID, but it's been a heartbreaking year for me having lost so many dear friends, not only to COVID, but to other things. I mean, we lost some great singers like Joe Dippy, We lost, you know, Kenny Rogers and Charlie Pride, Charlie Daniels and Mac Davis. That mm-hmm. broke my heart. And KT Oslin recently. So it, it was a, it was a time, time appropriate song to come with because the song is from the song's perspective saying that the singers may leave us, but the music lives on. And so I'm glad we pulled this particular single from the album.
1: Yeah, I thought you knocked it out of the park on it as well. But you talk about how you know when you did this song and then going into 2020 obviously you didn't know what was going to happen and to lose so many uh from the, you know, the classic country artists and country artist industry it just it was it was devastating almost
2: well it's just you know I, I think it puts everything in perspective i mean really and truly we're we're blessed to have some of the greatest iconic artists still with us but when we lose one, at least we've got their music to, to... I know with Elvis, with me for so many years, being close friends with him, I think I was in denial for a lot of years that he had passed, because I still heard his music, I saw his movies, I still felt like he was with us, because he had left behind a great legacy. And I, I think that's the way with Kenny and, and uh, Mac and, and, and the two Charlies, and it's just... a. Uh, we're, we're really blessed to have great music left behind by these artists who leave us too soon.
1: You talked about Elvis a little bit, and you two had a very special relationship um, throughout your career and, of course, his, his career as well. Tell folks how this relationship came together and you know, tell us a little bit about Elvis and that how he is kind of away from the limelight.
2: Well, he was just an average guy like you or me or anybody listening. I mean, he was, he was a singer for a living and, a, and, and the king of rock and roll. But to me, he was just a friend. Would sit around Grayson and joke and tell jokes, watch movies or just watch news or talk about religion. Or He, he was just an average guy. I met Elvis when I was 15 years old. Uh, I was a runaway, and uh, he kind of took me under his wing. He believed in me in the beginning when my career was just unfolding by gifting me with my first tour bus, which was a heck of a gift to give a new performer. Uh, He was just one of those unique individuals that come along only so often. I mean, he was just, he was the real deal.
1: What was the greatest advice he ever gave you?
2: That if I ever forget where I came from, I would never get where I want to go. He just said that, there's no room for huge egos in, in entertainment. You just, the people give it to you and they make you what you are. If you get to where you think you're better than everybody else, they'll take it away from you. And so I applied that to my life and my career that there's no room for ego here.
1: Yeah, it's awesome indeed. T.G. Shepard is here with us talking a little bit about Elvis and music and a whole lot more. And, you know, you talked about about Elvis and the advice that he gave you over the years. it kind of an insider's type look at it from your perspective, uh, a natural talent. Did he, was it something that just came, you know, to him or did he do have to, have to do a lot of work or when it came to the songs that he did, did he put a lot into those songs of saying, okay, this is how I want to do it. Did he, did he spend a lot of time in the studio doing that?
2: Yeah. When, I've been in the studio with him many times and believe me, he was, he, he was a total perfectionist when he got to the studio. he, He knew how he wanted the song to sound and he knew how he wanted to interpret or sing it. And yeah, he was always prepared and, uh, singing came natural for him because he just always was singing even from the days in high school. So when it happened for him in 55, 56, he was, he was prepared vocally for it. I mean, he knew he was a good singer, but, uh, no, he was, he was always a quite the perfectionist when it come to, recording his music and even in his concerts i mean in rehearsals we would be in rehearsals for concert tour and i mean it had to be down to timing it had to be down to lighting it had to be down to sound it had to be perfection and he always was
1: it sounds like it kind of sets a standard from what most people have their concerts set up now
2: yeah i mean really and truly i mean and he went to school on people himself. I mean, he had people that he looked up to. He was a huge fan of Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and people like that. And and I'm sure he studied other entertainers. But, uh, no, you know, I, I love the line that John Lennon came up with one time. He said, before Elvis, there was nothing. And um, we all have people that we look up to. The Beatles looked up to Elvis. And Elvis looked up to people. I look up to people. And so... But yeah, Elvis was quite the perfectionist.
1: When did you know it? That how young were you when you realized this is what I want to do with my life?
2: I was thirteen years old. I was listening to the music of Johnny Cash and Ray Price and Roy Orbison and and Elvis, and I knew I knew that I had to to try to make a living in music. I knew that that was the only thing that was going to fulfill me in my life. And so I dedicated my life to it at 13 to start working in that direction and therefore, you know, had to run away from home at 15 to chase my dream that God let me catch. And I I did, and I never looked back.
1: You know, a lot of those guys and artists that you mentioned were great songwriters as well. You've had 21 number one hits throughout your career. Now, what about when it comes to the songwriting and the song development side of things?
2: Well, you know, I, I've, I've known the feeling of writing number one songs because I have. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, the, I'm not the, the tunesmith that a lot of the great writers are in town who do it day in and day out. I I'd leave that up to them because uh, the people who write great songs write them consistently every day. So, therefore, I tend to go to them when I get ready to look for material, unless I've had an idea for myself to write a song. But uh, I love writing music. It's very fulfilling. Um, But uh, I love finding great songs and giving songwriters a chance at success.
1: T.G. Shepherd hanging out with us here. Of course, new album out, Midnight in Memphis. You can pick it up, folks. You can download it, uh, whatever you need to. And, of course, if you listen to us on Big Buck, you'll hear his new single, And I'm a Song, here in a few more minutes with T.G. before we have to let him go. And, you know, talking about the, the early career of things, and, you know, you guys still out there on the road. You're still getting back at it with you and Kelly as well. Is there anybody that, when you go back and look at your career, that you wish you had the opportunity to perform with? I know your highlight is being able to sing with your wife, but who is somebody that you would, you know, you look back and go, you know what, I would have loved to share the stage with this artist.
2: Well, there's several of them. I mean, God, I I would love to have sung with Ray Price. I I got a chance to sing with my heroes on the Legendary Friends and Country Duets album a few years ago uh, with Haggard and Jones and and, uh, with the Oaks and with Jerry Lee and B.J. Thomas. There's not really anybody that that I haven't performed with, that uh, I really aspire to sing with. There are people that I wish I had recorded with, like Dolly. I mean, I, I've done concerts with Dolly. I've opened for her. We're friends, but we've never sung together. Oh. Uh, I would like to have done uh, a, a duet with her. Maybe that can still happen. I, uh, I never got a chance to do a duet with Kenny Rogers. Kenny was a dear, dear friend. And I worked with him for many years on the road, but we never got that opportunity to sing together. So there are a
1: few. Yeah, That's awesome indeed. T.G., we appreciate it as always, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank you for all you do for music. And I'm glad the fact that uh, things are getting lifted. You guys are going to get back out on the road, and we're looking forward to seeing you and you and Kelly and the rest of the crew out there again.
2: Well, it won't be long. We're starting to roll out now, so go to tgshepherd.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook to keep up with what we're doing. And uh, I hope to see you face to face again before too long.
1: We'll definitely look forward to that. Hey, real quick, I always wanted to know this, and i never asked you asked this of you. But when sure. you when you and Kelly are around the house, are you singing back and forth? I mean, is there do you guys are you bouncing things <laughs> off of one another? Is it are you serenading the wife all sure. the time?
2: Sure. No, I mean, music lives in our house. I mean, yeah. we listen to music all the time. Uh, we, we're writing music, or we have musical friends over, uh, like Mac Davis and people like that. That would come over to the house and sing, or Lori Morgan, or The Oaks, or whoever. Mm-hmm. But no, we we are around our house is pretty much uh, normal. I mm-hmm. mean, we are, we're empty nesters now. Our children are grown. They're all gone. So. But kelly and i uh spend a lot of times uh listening to to music and watching documentary musical documentaries on t v and things like that but not our our house is filled with music
1: what hobbies do you have do you have anything outside of music you love to do
2: music that's it just music <laughs> huh no uh I, I, I don't know there's a lot of things that that i enjoy i i i i do enjoy nascar i enjoy yep. watching that I, i'm a i'm a movie buff i love to watch a lot of movies and uh gosh um i enjoy uh i enjoy spending time with my friends because losing so many friends in the last few years uh along the way it makes you realize that you need to embrace those times that you have with your friends because you don't know when they're going to go or when you're going to go so I, i have taken the time in my life now to to enjoy my friends and uh and I've become more spiritual too mm-hmm. so I spend a lot of time uh, in prayer and things like that for people and lifting people up.
1: You talked about Mac Davis real quick there and uh, I was a huge fan of, of Mac not only songwriting and performing but on the uh, as an actor as well. I mean North Dallas 40 I remember was one of my favorites as well. It, did you ever get the acting bug? Did you ever get to, to have an opportunity to do some things on screen?
2: Yeah I did and I turned it down because I've never felt comfortable portraying someone that I wasn't mm-hmm. and I'll never forget today that I got a phone call to come to l a to uh, they didn't even ask me to audition they just offered me the part in a big hit TV series uh, and I turned it down and maybe I should have done it but it was lonesome Dove. oh wow Yeah, and uh I had the I had the chance to play the part that Robert York played in this series but I don't know. I never had that bug of wanting to be an actor. I just always wanted to be a singer and songwriter and uh, and do live concerts. That's that's to me is the ultimate. But I'm not going to say I still wouldn't uh, do that eventually someday if the right thing came along. But. Never had the desire to be an actor.
1: Well, I'm glad you keep putting out great music. Uh, TG, we appreciate it as <laughs> always, sir. Keep going with it, and we'll look forward to, to catching up with you guys here in uh, in 2021 and beyond. Jace,
2: thank you so much. Good to hear your voice today, and stay safe, my friend. You too, sir.
1: Thank you very much. As always, be safe. We'll catch up with hey. you down the road. Take care. Bye-bye. See you, buddy. Well, there you have it, folks. The great TG Shepherd. Again, that new album, Midnight in Montgomery, is out now. I'm a song, the single off of that album, folks. You definitely need to check out. And, of course, you can find him out online at tgshepherd.com. He'll be out coming to a, a town, hopefully near us, hopefully near you. Have a great day, everybody. More coming up on our Big Buck Legends
0: one on one podcast. All right, son, the party's over. You've been listening to your Big Buck Legends One On One podcast. Thank you for checking us out. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast.
2: Okay, I need to tell you two things.
0: If you want to contact us, you can email us at studio at bigbuck1015.com or find us online at bigbuck1015.com. The Big Buck Legends One On One podcast has been a production of Kindred Digital, Toy Production Services, and your home for the legends. Big Buck Country, 1015.